Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ Church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Reverend Ashley Dargai, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebears, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it's good news, and it is for you. Our scripture for today is Luke 9, 10 through 17. It's on the back of your bulletin. It's also on the screen if you'd like to follow along. On their return, the apostles told Jesus all they had done. Then, taking them along, he slipped quietly into a city called Bethsaida. When the crowds found out about it, they followed him, and he welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed to be cured. The day was drawing to a close, and the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowd away so that they may go into surrounding villages and countryside to lodge and get provisions, for we are here in a deserted place. But he said to them, Well, you give them something to eat. They said, We have no more than five loaves and two fishes, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. They did so and had them all sit down. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples to set before the crowd. And all ate and were filled, and what was left over was gathered up, twelve baskets of broken pieces. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We begin in the middle of a story today, which is my favorite way to read the Bible. So imagine that we have literally plopped down, okay, as our bum hits the ground, dirt flies up. Our heads rattle with impact. We're a little shaken, and we rub our eyes and look around, trying to orient ourselves. Where are we? When are we? Who are we? So let me set the scene. The disciples have gathered with Jesus to talk about their travels. They've just returned from being sent out by Jesus, whose instructions were to heal the sick and proclaim the kingdom of God. And that's what they did. I don't know how long it took for them to all tell their stories. We don't get any details in the Gospels, but I imagine each disciple had their own comprehensive travelogue. Wild stories of healing, being run out of town for preaching the Gospel, sleeping on a rock, hiding with some sheep, sharing bread with strangers, finding themselves in unfamiliar places. I mean, who knows what they got up to? Only Jesus and them, apparently. But after all that was recounted, Jesus led them to Bethsaida, hometown of Peter, Andrew, and Philip. After all that traveling, Jesus led them to a place that was very familiar, a place some of them even called home. And word got out as it does when Jesus is around, and a huge crowd began to congregate. So Jesus continued the mission he had given the disciples heal the sick, and proclaim the kingdom of God. And it took all day, apparently. And the disciples, fresh off of all that they had learned on their time away, saw that the people were getting weary. And so they nudged Jesus to let the people go home and eat. 
they presented a need to Jesus. But Jesus put the need back on them, and he told them, you give them something to eat. Now, between them, they only had five loaves and two fish, and not enough money to feed 5,000 people. But Jesus told them to have everybody sit down in groups of 50. And the first miracle of the story is that they did. They arranged themselves in an orderly manner, something crowds are not prone to do. Now, if we're looking at the math, that's 100 sets of people, and likely more than 50 people per group because Luke was only counting the men. And then Jesus did what we do each week. And he took the bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it away. And it's important to note that Jesus is not doing a new thing by breaking and sharing bread somewhat miraculously. We've seen this in scripture before many times in the way that God provided manna for the Israelites in the wilderness, in prophetic acts and songs all throughout the Hebrew Bible. And just a little earlier in Jesus' Sermon on the Plain, he anticipates this hunger when he says, Blessed are you who are hungry, for you will be filled. And the people were. They all had enough to eat. In fact, there were leftovers. And that's where the story ends. And it's almost mundane if you're not paying attention. Because we've heard this story many times. It's in all four Gospels, which is another miracle. But instead of focusing on the details that we have, what if we focused on the details we don't? Like, what if we considered what's left unsaid? For one thing, the disciples returned after their mission. But what did they do on their mission? I mean, yeah, yeah, they healed the sick and proclaimed the kingdom of God, but so did Jesus, and we have four books on his life, and just that one sentence on these 12 guys. Like, what are the nuts and bolts, the concrete specifics, the tangible, on-the-ground details here? I mean, we could only speculate what they got up to because Luke didn't record any of their narratives. It's just up to our imagination. I mean, what is it that disciples do anyway? And there are leftovers, but what does that mean? Neither Jesus nor Luke draws conclusions for us. Is this a prescriptive or descriptive detail? Does it mean that there is always more than enough in the reign of God? Does it mean there are reserves for those who are not here yet? What do we do with these leftovers? Those questions are not asked, and they're not answered. It's just left open-ended. There are leftovers. So what does it mean to feed our neighbors? And how are we now to trust in the abundance of God, not in Bethsaida, but in Azle, Texas? Perhaps the gift of this story is that we get to fill in the gaps. We get to take some creative license and decide what exactly we plan to do and what it looks like to care for our neighbors here and now? And how do we engage with the economy of the kingdom of God? Which is not very helpful if we're not sure where to start. If you're a person who likes a plan, I realize. But it is helpful in that it leaves our work open-ended, porous, and adaptable. Today is Covenant Sunday, as you've already heard. And we have been in a very short stewardship series called A Future with Hope, in which we think about what it means to disperse and gather, 
to gather and disperse. We've looked at our own time away from each other with the pandemic, the flood at our church, through the lens of exile, thanks to the prophet Jeremiah. And now we have returned. But why? Why come back? Because we don't return to play house in a familiar place. At least that's not what we see here in the story in Bethsaida. The point of coming to church is not to play church. No, we return to continue the work that we were doing when we were away. Because this is what the reign of God does. It goes in, or it goes in and it goes out with us as we gather and disperse, as we gather and disperse. The rhythm, it seems, goes like this. We get enough to eat, we share that bread, and then we go out and we do work, the work of God. Rinse and repeat. And part of the work of dispersal and gathering has to do with our money. This is a missional church at its heart and mathematically. Over 50% of our budget leaves this place and does things for our neighbors near and far. We gather our funds together and then we send them out to bring healing and proclaim the reign of God. And we also do that healing and proclaiming work here, within these walls, within a place that feels like home to us. Some of you have already filled out your covenant card on what you plan to give in 2023, as is our custom, and some of you are still thinking about it. So I encourage you to finish the narrative of the loaves and fishes with your own creative license. What does a disciple do anyway? What did they get up to? And what does it mean to feed our neighbors? And what does it look like to trust in the economy of abundance, of more than enough, of plenty, which is the economy of Jesus? Amen. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.